Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This hour is being brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto. Online at CarX.com. Ray, let's bring in Rossi. This is the David Ross Show. Chicago! Cubs manager David Ross on the Lawrence Holmes Show. My expectation is for us to win ball games. I mean, like, we're going to go out and compete really hard. I think it's a fun group. World Series hero. And now the 1-2 pitch on the way to Ross. Swung on, hit in the air. Deep center field. Back goes Davis. Back near the track. Near the wall. Davis leaping. And that ball is a home run. David Ross with Lawrence Holmes on 670 The Score. Every couple of weeks, we get the opportunity to talk with Cubs manager David Ross. He joins me on the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Rossi, thanks for joining me. Hey, Lawrence. How are you, buddy? I'm doing all right. So listen, you jumped into the middle of a conversation that I was having with my colleague Dan Bernstein about Tony LaRusse's postgame last night. And what we were discussing was is that it was – the most comfortable that Tony had been, he was so comfortable that his pants were like unbuttoned and unzipped and he kind of didn't care. And so we, Dan wanted to know how much of the, the undressed manager or coach did you have to deal with when you were a player? Oh man. Um, you know, I don't know that we had many, I mean, the locker room is like, you know, your your our home, right? And you know, the manager's probably there more than anyone else besides the clubhouse guys, the staff that kinda of work in there. But as far as coaches go and players, you know, the staff is usually there a lot earlier than the players. So you kinda of just uh it's 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 your, you know, kind of living room, bedroom, the whole deal. I, I mean, I don't know that I ever had a manager that was super casual, like walking around in his underwear or anything, but um you know, it is kind of just our, our home away from home, and uh, you want people to relax. You want to be able to unwind, and, um, you know, we're, we're there. You know, I'm on my way there uh, now, so we, we'll, we'll be it's – a, it's, a, it's a, you know, that he feels that way. It's good. you got to feel comfortable in the clubhouse. 
Yeah, and, and I think that it probably lends itself more to road games because Tony was in Detroit. That, that he's on the road in an office and you're trying to get oh, okay. comfortable and, and all that stuff and you're 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 doing your post game press conference. So we were talking just because back in the day you run into a, a guy that just didn't have pants on. It's like, could you go put some pants on? But I get it. And and my my rule was very simple, whether I was covering MLB, NBA, or, or NFL. I'm not going to talk to a guy if he doesn't have pants on, because I think that's unfair to him and it's unfair to me. <laughs> that's a good rule. That's a good rule. It reminds me of my childhood growing up. My dad's in his underwear when I bring it over family or buddies and friends you know um tony's been doing it a long time too so you gotta you gotta respect that a little bit he's pretty com- comfortable probably in any baseball setting in any any locker room any any press conference he's uh he's right at home were, were you yelling at dad saying dad get a robe on or something yeah 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 like put some pants on I, my dad i mean my, my dad we're from the south i don't think uh we wear too many robes down there but he was a guy that uh definitely um, you know, we, we need dad could put some shorts on, you know, one of those, but, uh, and then he, he barked back at you and told you all about his house. He pays the bills. You know how that goes. Um, yes, I do. Things are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm more, uh, that's not my style, but I just remember how embarrassed I'd be sometimes. And then at, at the end of the day, you appreciate how, uh, how you, your dad is just your dad or uh, people being real and being themselves. And, um, that's just who he was, and uh, you know I, you got to respect that. Now I, I can do whatever I want in my home. You know, that's exactly right. Cubs manager David Ross joining me here on the score. Yesterday was was kind of a weird, weird night for Steele because obviously he had it going, but he also had that play where he tried to make the barehanded catch. How much of an impact do you think that had on how far he went in the game? Because he went deep into the game, but he had only thrown seventy-seven pitches. Yeah, they were. Uh, well, he was, but you know what was the, the scary part was we we had just kind of used a lot of our long guys, and we had that that road trip where things didn't go real well. Wade Miley came out really early, I think the second inning, third inning, and uh, we had to use the entire bullpen. And then we you know got blown out the next two nights, and we go to our long guys, and uh, Rucker gives us three innings. He gets sent down. We bring. Um, you know, Newcomb up and uh, Millsy ate a lot of innings through almost 50-something pitches um, and Newcomb threw 40 pitches in one inning, which was really stretched him out, sent him uh, out and bring in, um, you know, another guy. And we're just, you know, constantly t- turning over the, the roster and trying to protect uh, some of our horses down there. So it's pretty, pretty uh, you know, you're wondering if he can't get through the second inning, what we're going to, you know, what we're going to do. So i literally was just trying to get every inning out of him and he just was on cruise control and the, the more you saw him just throwing filling up the strike zone with his fastball and dominating those guys getting a lot of early contact soft contact um just rolling through there you you kind of just uh watching the pitch count and seeing how low it is and just going to keep rolling him out there as long as he checks out fine and i think the seventh inning when he went out is a lot of you know i watched his warm-ups pretty heavily to see how the swelling was doing in the in the in-between innings, was he still able to, you know, feel the baseball? Um, you know, it took him probably two or three pitches in between innings before he got down in the zone, let the get the thing, get the baseball off the end of the fingers and get, get that uh, cut action that he was kind of working with last night on his fastball. Uh, and so I was just watching that really closely, and I think that seventh inning, you know, he gets out there and there's a lot of 88s. He's usually a guy that the velocity's in the, the low to mid-90s. 
Um, you know, after he got hit the finger, he's stayed right about night, right around 91, uh, which is probably normal for him as he gets deep in the games. But once it started dipping to 88 and that fastball, you know, you see four seam fastball and it's showing 88 miles an hour. You radar starts to go up. You want to get somebody hot. Can he, is he fatiguing? Is it the finger? What is it? You know, it's a back to back seven, but he, he had, you know, he had seven or eight days off. So you want to, you want to trust that and try to watch with your eyes. And then, uh, as he came off, uh, I just, you know, I thought that was far enough. We had a, had the back end of our bullpen fully loaded and ready to go. We just, you know, Rowick had an off night, but on normal circumstances, if the, the velocity doesn't go down, I probably would have sent him back out for the eighth. He was, he was rolling. That's as dominant as I've seen him. Do you think he learned a lesson? Because I know that there's the old adage of not pitchers not punching people with their their but but when it comes to picking up a a, a hot smash back up the middle with his bare hand, you think he'll do that again? Well, that's a it's a fine line, right, Lawrence? It's like somebody tells you not to, you know, not to to be an athlete and go out there and compete. Like it's just instinctual. I think you know. Yeah, sure. He knows he shouldn't have reached out with his bare hand to try to knock that ball down, but it's also just one of those. You're competing, uh, and you throw the ball comes back at you. Your first instinct to either catch it or knock it down or do anything you can to stop it from going up the middle. Uh, we try to tell those guys and communicate our middle infielders do a really nice job of telling those guys, "Hey, I'm behind you. Let the ball go." Um, but you know, I think that's also like somebody throws throws a ball at me in the middle of a competition. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to knock it down any way I can and get out. Rossi, how wild was it last night with like the tor- tornado sirens going off? Yeah, we were in. I was actually in a meeting in my office, going over uh, some pitching strategy stuff and um, how the game was going to play out, and walking through a lot of stuff. And everybody uh, that had their cell phone on them, uh, it started going off, warning us. So I was a little wild. I mean, we're under we're underground in the locker room. You feel pretty secure in there. I was surprised when we came out how many fans were in the stands. That was the thing that impressed me the most. I couldn't believe people had stuck around. If like I talked to, uh, was talking to my bench coach Andy, I was like. You know, like, look at this fan base right now. Look what look what they show up. You know, we have a rough road trip. Um, you know, we're not playing up to the standards that they expect, but they're feeling they're feeling the seats. They're here to support us, and they're they're here in the middle of a tornado. I thought, uh, like, if anything, represented the Cubs uh, fans and the, the the group that I I know have supported this uh, franchise. It was pretty impressive last night to see the stadium full. How do you deal with what happened this weekend against New York and try to stay positive, not just for the group, but for yourself? Yeah, I mean, like, look, we, uh, you know, I talked about this a little bit yesterday, um, bringing negative energy and getting down and disappointed and, and, you know, woe is me or, or trying to start making excuses. And um, those things don't carry. We've we got a lot of games left. Those don't do anything into the next day and help us win the game the next day. The thing is, identify the issues, identify the problems, um, recognize what we just went up against. It's a, you know, the best team in baseball right now. They've got one of the best pitching staffs. They've got uh, a ton of uh, thump in their lineup, some guys making a, you know, a ton of money and, and, and what, where they're at right now in first place. And um, like I said, I think uh, I forget their record, but it was like 40 something and, you know, whatever, seven fourteen or 17 or something. Like, I mean, they're a really good team. So, you try to assess, like, okay, going into that series, you're you're hoping to, you know, first place team at that. You're hoping to to win one on the road, maybe skirt out there and, and win a series if you can do that on the backside of that. Um, and we did win that first one really close, held them to one run through 13 innings, and you know, extra innings got us a little bit. We weren't able to push any runs across, 
and that's why they're good. They've got a deep pitching staff, and you know they end up getting a big hit uh, on the backside of the game with two outs. Um, but I thought we played our tail off. So you, you try to pull from the positives, and uh, I thought we played really good baseball going into that last road trip. Uh, the road trip wasn't kind to us, but um, you know get, keep playing the way we've been playing in a lot of games, in games late, a lot of extra inning games. We just got to get some some hits with you know some of the stats that have stood out, just not getting hits with runners in scoring position, little things like that, um, and just continue to try to work on the things where we can continue to compete and find ways to win those close games. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot to be down about other than, you know, we want to win more games than we're, we're winning, but we got to come to work every day with our, our um, you know, mind and, hey, we got to get better and where we can get better and improve, and we got a lot of games left. In between the last time that we talked, Joe Madden was let go as the manager of the Angels. You and Joe obviously worked together, and you worked together in the most successful fashion. Do you think that he still wants to manage, and would you imagine that he will end up managing again? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, first I'll change the subject for two seconds, and I'll get back to your question. Did you watch Top Gun? No, I, okay. So, so look, here's what happened. Oh, we don't, I don't want to get off your. I don't want to get off your, your top. I hadn't watched it either, so I just made sure you said oh, last time good. we talked, and all of a sudden Top Gun, Top Top Gun popped in my head. So. Um, if you hadn't watched right. it, I haven't either. So, so we're good. great. We'll put all right. So, so, okay. so we'll, so we'll review it the next time that you're on the show. Okay. All right. If I watch it, if not, you have to keep giving me a pass. All right. No problem. All right. All right. Back now to, back, back to, to Joe. Matt. Question in hand. All right. Yeah. I text Joe, talk to Joe. Um, yeah, I think he absolutely wants to manage, um, some more. Like, I think it's just who he is and what makes him tick. This guy is, is good with people. Uh, he was a great manager uh, when I was around him, loved him. Um, you know, a guy I still pull a lot of the things that the way I think about certain things and the way I do certain things is a lot of got his influence on it. I think as, as every manager that I've ever been around uh, has on me, I think they influence you in a good or a bad way. And Joe, Joe's got a lot of positives that I pull from uh, in the way he did things. Um, you know, you, you, it's part of this business. It stinks and, uh, happens to the best, you know, there's sometimes, you know, management wants to change, you know, the, the voice in the clubhouse. And, uh, I think Joe has passion. I know a lot of people speak highly of Joe. I don't know what was going on there in Anaheim. I know they were off to a great start and kind of hit some skids, but, um, you know, I talked to him, he's in a good place. I think he has a, has a desire to manage and he's really good at it. Eric Stout gets promoted. There's great visual of him at the top step of the dugout last night. Does that ever get old to, to see someone get to be a major league player? No, 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 no. Like that, that stuff, you know, we talk about, I mean, he has some, he has a small, you know, a little bit of time in the big leagues um, already, but you know, this guy has um, been to the big leagues, hit some adversity, uh, continues to grind, plays winter ball to continue to work on his craft. I mean, that's just the love of the game that you love to see. And when those guys um, have good years, work on stuff, change a few things, and continue to uh, try to get back to the major leagues and that happened, that stuff never gets old, man. It's just so so positive, so rewarding. Uh, you, you see the smile on their face, you know, whether it's their first time, like a Christopher Morrell and, and a lot of the guys that we've had this year, um, or or uh, Stouty, he's he's done a. He's, it's nice to have him, and and he was pretty pumped yesterday, and we'll get him out on the bump here soon, I'm sure.
Yeah, and seeing someone who grew up like being a fan of a team, like that's awesome. And obviously, his aunt is super happy. Shout out to to Cheryl Ray Stout because I'm sure she's on cloud nine right now. Rossi, as always, I appreciate the time. Top Gun in two weeks. All right. All right, Cheryl's the best. I we we all love having her around. She's so great. She's she's been. Uh, we've talked about him for weeks now. So. Uh, the fact that he got called up is pretty special. And I know she was on Cloud Nine yesterday, and he's taking a lot of pictures. But always a pleasure talking to you, Lawrence. And uh, I'll we'll talk some some movies and uh, hopefully a lot of winning uh, next time we chat. That would be ideal, Rossi. Have a great rest of your day, sir. All right, brother. You too. Take care. That is David Ross, the manager of your Chicago Cubs. Man, I'm so glad that he like went with it. Look. Since we've been doing this show, it's been, what, four years or so since we've been in this spot. And I remember when we got, when we, when Mitch told me, he's like, look, we're going to move you and you're going to be in charge of the Joe Madden show. And I was like, what? He's like, you're going to do a manager show? So Tony, Tony Gill, who was my producer at the time, he's like, you know, we could play around with Joe, right? Like we can let's do stuff. Let's ask him off the wall questions. And he was right. Like I was a little hesitant and he was right. And we ended up having these great conversations with Joe Madden about all sorts of stuff, including baseball. And I feel like I feel very privileged to have worked with Joe Madden. The reason that I bring that up is that I'm still getting to know Rossi. And it's different because obviously COVID has played a big role in this. Like, I'm not at the ballpark as much as I would ordinarily. Like, if it were 2019, I would probably be there once or twice a homestand just to be around to try and figure out the type of person that David Ross is and then try to get more out of him on the air. That managers and underwear conversation could have gone left real quick. So I'm glad that he played along with it, that he didn't he didn't like he could have like shut down the interview like how dare you ask me i don't th- like it doesn't seem like rossi is that type of dude but he didn't just play along he also like gave his own experience of dealing with his dad and telling his dad to put some damn pants on so i'm really happy that he's been down for the cause and that he has been okay to play with stuff like that. Because it really could have gone. I took a risk, okay? I want I want you all to appreciate the risk that I took. And be thankful, not that I took the risk, but that the guest was cool about it. So shout out to Rossi, because he could have not been cool with it. And and let me just say that, yes, it was hilarious to me to see a manager in 2022 in front of all sorts of video cameras decide that he was just going to, you know, open up the pants. He was covered up, so there wasn't anything salacious. I hadn't seen that in a really long time. Football coaches, you never really get to see that. But baseball managers, when... I was working as a reporter. You saw it a ton. And I I think that we're all better off that we're not seeing it anymore, which is something that I'll discuss with Dan on on 
during tomorrow's transition on on Wednesday's show where Layla is going to join him, which is a good thing. I do want to talk about the White Sox. I've been gone a few days. I want to talk with you about the White Sox, too. That's something that that is on my mind. But why don't we do this? We'll reset the show. It's Tuesday. I've got a top five. And before we get into the serious like White Sox stuff, I'm going to do top five. My top five movies that have MCU characters in them. I have to be that specific because there are some movies that aren't technically MCU that did make my top five. I will do that for you next here on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yo, Holmes! Lawrence Holmes. Holmes runs it really well. Noon to two. Holmes doing what Holmes does. On Sports Radio 670 The Score. Yo, Holmes! And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Top five Tuesdays on the Lawrence Holmes Show. But since the day is Tuesday, it doesn't matter in the slightest. Top five Tuesdays. I've only seen a couple, but that's definitely top five. Is it Tuesday? Can't you ask me an intelligent question? Is this the Lawrence Holmes Show? You're damn skippy. Then it's top five Tuesdays on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Got it? Good. It is Tuesday. So we put together a top five list for you today. Here's where it came from. It came from the fact that I was sitting in the house like most of the weekend and letting the cool breeze, hey, cool breeze, come through. Wasn't it 50 degrees Sunday night? And I was like 110. Anyway, every now and again, like you'll be flipping channels 
And you just go, man, I could go for catching a Marvel movie in the middle. Like, it, I, I've got Disney Plus, so I could just go and watch them. But there's something about catching a movie. Like you got, you got 90 minutes that you're like, oh, I can just, I just want to catch a movie. I don't want to start a movie. And that happened this weekend. And I said, well, you know what? Why don't for top five, I give you my top five Marvel MCU characters. Here's the thing. I can't say Marvel movies because they're more, some of them are Marvel and some of them aren't. So the, this list is my top five movies that have MCU characters in them. Wink, wink, nod, nod. That way we have everything covered. Everyone with me on this? Because there's a whole bunch of them now. There's almost 30 of them. I've got a top five. Let's start with number five. Been a while since I was in front of you. I figure I'll stick to the cards this time. <laughs> <clears throat> There's been speculation that I was involved in the events that occurred, the freeway and the rooftop. I'm sorry, struggle. Mr. Stark, but do you honestly expect us to believe that that was a bodyguard in a suit that conveniently appeared, despite the fact that... I know that it's confusing. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I'm just not the the hero type, clearly, with this uh, laundry list of character defects, all the mistakes I've made, largely public. Yeah, okay, yeah. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Iron Man 1 is so great. I don't know when the last time you watched it was, but it completely changed this genre. It was perfect casting with Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. And then he ended up kind of really growing into being Iron Man. But him as Tony Stark was perfection. It was so fun and so smart. And they... They put stuff on the screen where we were like, oh, this is what it could look like. And then look at what it birthed. And remember, that's a character that the Sony people didn't want. They're like, yeah, Marvel, you can go ahead and keep Iron Man. What, you going to build a whole universe on Iron Man? And they were like, yeah. And they ended up doing that. Number four. Secure Channel 7. 7 secure. You do anything fun Saturday night? Well... All the guys from my barbershop quartet are dead, so... No, not really. Coming up on the drop zone, Cap. You know, if you ask Kristen out from statistics, you'd probably say yes. Well, I don't ask. Too shy or too scared? Too busy! Was he wearing a parachute? No. No, he wasn't. pretty helpless without me. What about the nurse that lives across the hall from you? She seems kind of nice. Secure the engine room, then find me a date. I'm multitasking. Winter Soldier, to me, for a very long time in the process of the, the Marvel MCU franchise, was a perfect movie. It's a perfect spy movie. And it was interesting. I was reading some stuff today. It's the 20th anniversary of Jason Bourne. 
And the fight scenes in Born were lifted and it changed the way that fight scenes were done in movies. In Captain America and Winter Soldier in particular, that's Jason Bourne type fight scenes. The movie's just good. And it, it gives you a window into the things that we end up loving about Chris Evans's version of Captain America. I did a podcast with my dude, Elliot Serrano, king of the Chicago geeks, where he's asking everyone to pick their favorite and talk about it. And we, we had discussed this months ago. So I had picked Winter Soldier, and I had a blast like talking with him about that particular movie and why it's so good. But damn, that movie is still very, very special to me. Number three. Even when you had two eyes. You'll see only half the picture. It's too strong. Without my hammer, I can't. Are you Thor, the god of hammers? Hmm? That hammer was to help you control your power, to focus it. It's never your source of strength. It's too late. She's already taken Asgard. Asgard is not a place. Never was. This could be Asgard. Asgard is where our people stand. Even now, right now, those people need your help. I'm not as strong as you. No, you're stronger. I can make an argument that Thor Ragnarok is the best one of these movies. And what it shows, Chris Hemsworth, if we go back to the original Thor movie and the way that he has acted and was treated inside of the Avengers movies, it was kind of like they made Thor into a clown. What I've loved about Hemsworth is the way that he has taken that character and his hero arc from Ragnarok to Infinity War to Endgame. And now, like, what he's doing beyond it. He's been able to capture, like, I think it's really the strength of him as an actor that he's taken this character that's a bit of a buffoon, a lovable, like a super lovable buffoon, and he has made you feel something about that character. Even when he's talking about losing Loki and losing his mom and losing Jane, even as we're laughing at him, you get to see some of the emotion of it. Ragnarok is great. If you haven't watched it in a while, like it also like is a, a vehicle, to, a jumping off point to really set up Endgame. But if you haven't watched that movie in a while, it's, it's really good. And Chris Hemsworth is, he's a much better actor than I gave him credit for. And he did much more with that character than I think anybody ever thought. It's terrific. And of course, you also give Valkyrie you get the interplay with Hulk. Like, there's so, it's just a damn fine movie. But recently, I ran across one that I think is better. Number two! Peter! Hey. MJ! Uh, they have nothing to do with this, sir. Don't, Don't say anything without a lawyer! I want a lawyer. Miss Jones Watson? Jones, I don't go by Watson. Miss Jones, why do you want a lawyer if, if I have nothing to hide? Exactly. Unless. I'm actually guilty of something? 
Mm -hmm. I'm very aware of your tactics and my rights. Just answer my questions. I've seen your file. You're a smart young woman with a bright future ahead of her. Why would you risk it all by getting involved with a vigilante like Peter Parker? So sorry to keep you waiting. Can we get Ned a snack, please? Absolutely. He's been waiting here. I got you, I got you. Dude, I'm so sorry about that. I'm not supposed to say anything to you. No, Ned, not even a thing. I just have one question. When MJ told you that Peter was Spider-Man... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, What's up? I, I knew way before MJ did. I, I was Spider-Man's guy in the chair. Oh, I know about those. Dude, half my guys are guys in the chair. Well, exactly. You would know. I, I literally helped him find the vulture. I didn't know that. And I helped him hack a suit once and kind of helped him get the space. So in Spider-Man's illegal vigilantism, you were his main accomplice. I would like to have my words stricken from the record. That's not how it works, Ned. Spider-Man No Way Home is a brilliant movie. And it's a great piece of filmmaking with some wonderful acting. I know that there are still people who have not seen it. And I'm going to try not to spoil it. Other than to say that with the multiverse opening up, the amount of acting that we got from Spider-Man and the different people who played Spider-Man was touching in a way that I was not expecting. I, I was expecting it to be like a wild ride and the cameos are crazy. Like, in, in, including the cameo of Peter Parker's lawyer, which was so much fun for those of us who were living in that version of the MCU. But the interactions with Spider-Man were some of my favorite moments ever in 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 this run that they've had. And Tom Holland, they, they call him the short king, right? He is he's very, very good. And the way that they they tied everything up in a bow, I thought was great. And it opens up a lot of possibilities for what happens next. That leaves me with number one. Ken, these things circle the perimeter and get in behind us. There's nothing between them and vision. We better keep them in front of us. How do we do that? We open the barrier. On my signal, open Northwest Section 17. Requesting confirmation, my king. You said open the barrier? On my signal. This will be the end of Wakanda. Then it will be the noblest ending in the history. Infinity War to me is still the magnum opus of the MCU. It's for what this genre is, like it's a perfect movie. Like it's I still think back to being in the theater. And I grew up like reading the Infinity Gauntlet like so I was seeing some of my biggest dreams as a moviegoer realized I thought that the, the the amount of darkness that they allowed this movie to live in really was significant. People who weren't as well versed into what happened or didn't grow up necessarily reading these these books. I was watching people walk out of the theater 
crushed. Like they were absolutely crushed by it. And there, there are these moments where even inside of the movie, where you have Quill be like, did, did we just lose? Like setting the audience up for this. Like, did we lose? This isn't supposed to be how it ends. And sure, there's a whole nother movie that, that retcons everything, but for, for those months leading into Endgame, and that's something that, like, movies should make you feel stuff. The dread and the sadness of it and watching people experience experience it in real time is something as a moviegoer that I I won't forget. Like, and there was a lot of good too, like that moment where Thor comes back, like after he finishes his hero's journey, and he comes to Wakanda. The place was up for grabs, and then after all of that, and this is what I'm talking about, like the power of Hemsworth. After all of that where Thanos is like, you should have gone for the head. And we're all just like, holy bleep. Time is nothing at all. Oh, come on. To me, it's still number one. So that's my list. You don't like my list? Make your own damn list. And I'm sure everyone actually probably does have a list. There is one person on the text line, I can't believe you're talking about these movies. Why don't you talk about more cinema? I told that person to go suck a lemon. White Sox talk on the other side of this on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score. It's time for the White Sox Minute. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. We're going to be Southside regardless. South slider. Hi, Mom! Go Sox, baby. The White Sox Minute on the Lawrence Holmes Show. Lance Lynn in his opening performance of 2022 to take on the Detroit Tigers where the season began. 2-1 to Abreu is hammered deep to left field. Grossman's back, it's gone again. Jose Abreu continues to demolish the Tigers and the Sox have a 2-0 lead. Broken bat flare, short center field. Mendez can't get there. It wasn't a torpedo, but it got the job done. Castro's two for two, and the Tigers lead. Three and two, rip to left center field. That's down for a base hit. McGuire around third. Throw comes into second, and the Sox have tied the game at three here in the fifth. Hitting the right center field and down. Sox take the lead. Luis Robert on two strikes. Serves up run number four. Chafin's going to throw to third and whistle it into left field. 
Now Moncada yeah. went down. Yeah, he's safe. Moncada's safe. Two runs are coming in. The Sox lead now six to three. Moncada basically got tackled by Castro. It wouldn't have mattered. Roberto Ortiz said that was obstruction. That run will count. Left side, that's through a base hit. McGuire had to dodge it. He's on his way home, and the Sox have run number seven. Jose to center field. Castro is back at the track and the wall, and bring him a shrubbery. Two-run home run, Jose Abreu, and it is nine to five. And the Sox win nine to five in the series opener in Detroit. Highlights courtesy of NBC Sports Chicago, Jason Benetti and Steve Stone on the call. Before I get into the White Sox, by the way, I put, and you know how I did top five, and it's top five Tuesday, I put number seven and number six on Twitter, at Lawrence W. Holmes, because there were people who were asking. So, it's up there. You can debate it. Six almost made the top five. To me, it's an un underrated classic of a movie. Anyway. Let's talk about the White Sox. The White Sox win last night, so that's good. Everything else surrounding the White Sox is not as good. I wanted to spend some time today, and if you want, it's if you'd rather it just be me talk about all of the things that are wrong with the White Sox, I am willing to do that. I've been sitting at home thinking about all of this. It was, it was frustrating me so badly on Sunday that I even just did a 35-minute podcast on all of this stuff. So trust me, I have a lot of armament. I have a lot of evidence that I would love to share to explain the White Sox season. There's a couple of things I want to say, and then I want to hand it over to you a little bit, okay? Because there's a question I want to ask you. Because I'm, I'm trying to explore my feelings on it, and I, it might be helpful for me to hear your feelings on it, if that makes any sense. Last week, Rick Hahn talked, because he usually talks whenever the, the team comes back off a road trip. And as a general manager of the team, he has to be optimistic. Like That's part of the gig. I think that he does a pretty good job of being realistic in his optimism. But one of the things that I'm having a hard time, like a circle that I'm having a hard time squaring with him is... Him talking about the team at some point being whole. And while that is my wish for the White Sox to be whole, I think that it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic for a couple of reasons. For some reason, this franchise has struggled to keep players healthy. That's not necessarily one person's fault, but it just is what it is. And the other part is... No one's healthy, and this season was going to make it difficult for anyone to be healthy. I think that they think that if they ever do get full health, if they get their full complement of guys healthy, that everything will be fine. And I'm not sure that I believe that either. But even from the standpoint of, well, just wait until we're whole again. And then immediately, like Rick says that, and then inside of a week, you end up having to put Bummer on IL, Grandal goes on IL, Michael Kopech ends up having to leave a start, and then you have the situation with Jake Berger. Like, it, it's, 
I will tell you that it sometimes feels like the White Sox as a franchise are doomed. Something's off. And not having an answer to... I mean, I have an idea. I have a theory. But the theory that I have is also impossible to prove. But it's how I feel about where this team is and where they stand. Here's what I wanted your help with. This season hasn't felt fun. And we were kind of promised fun over the last few years. We were promised fun. So the question I have for you is, what's missing? Why is it not fun for you? Maybe it's just a byproduct or residue of them not winning. But honestly, when I watch White Sox games now and the White Sox win the game, I'm relieved. I'm not joyous, if that makes any sense. So I thought that you and I could talk about this. 312-644-6767. If you want to text, if that's the way you want to make your voice known, feel free. If you want to get inside the chat on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Chicago 670 the score you can do it that way you can hit me up on Twitter if you want let's do this as a fan base as a collective why is this not fun I'll talk to you about it on the other side of a break I'm Lawrence Holmes you're listening to the score (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 